Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. at Unity very long, you realize that we always encourage you to make your first response to anything that happens to you in life one of prayer and one of blessing, which means that when anything unsettling happens in your world or the world at large, the single greatest thing you can do in response is to go to the most silent and still place inside of you wherein you make direct contact with the presence of God, and then you extend that presence through the power of your blessing to yourself and to whomever it is that you may be choosing to support through a time of challenge. And I think most of us in the room this morning realize that we have brothers and sisters in the human family this morning that are experiencing a great challenge in Nepal. And I would like for us to take a moment to simply close our eyes and take a breath and seek to settle into the stillest, most quiet place within us. We call it the kingdom of God. It's the kingdom of power and presence that provides support through anything life may bring our way. Now recognize you have the power to bless, my friend, to send an energy, to send a vibration. It is the power of your blessing. And it is the single greatest contribution that you can make to this situation. As you send it forth, realize that whatever guidance you receive in responding to this situation will be yours to act upon. The greatest gift you can give you are giving right now in stillness and in silence. It is sacred and spiritual support. Trust me, it will be felt. For each of these, our brothers and sisters in the family of humanity, we affirm that the light of God surrounds you, the love of God enfolds you, the power of God protects you, and the presence of God watches over you, that wherever you are, God is, and all is well. And we pray this in the name and the nature and through the power of the Christ presence, that we all are. Amen. Well, it's mighty fine to be back with you this Sunday. I was away for a couple of weeks. It was two weeks ago, I think, that I was hitting out Ocean Drive, waving a rainbow flag in the Gay Pride Parade, representing Unity on the Bay with our choir, and everybody did a spectacular job. But since I haven't learned yet how to bilocate, I couldn't be here with all of you. So I was out there, and then last weekend I had the pleasure of attending a conference on A Course in Miracles in New York City. And I'd just like to say that um, if you ever feel like Miami is a little reckless and over-energized, go spend a weekend in New York City. <laughs> You'll come back to Miami feeling like it's the most peaceful place on earth. <laughs> 
Um, I have the joy, and believe me, it is a joy, joy of a lifetime, to be with you almost every Sunday morning on this platform and to be a visible representative of the power of unity on the bay as a spiritual community. And I'm always deeply aware and humble and grateful for that. There are many individuals that make this place possible, however, and they're not all up here on Sunday mornings. This morning we have the opportunity to bring eight of those individuals before you. These are the individuals that have received the call to serve as members of the Board of Trustees of Unity on the Bay. And as such, I believe they not only bring their talents in terms of business acumen and uh, skill sets and varied um, professional expertise, but they also bring, and I think this is the most important quality, they bring a real dedication to understanding God and spiritual nature and to living it in their lives. So I consider them truly to be a spiritual core of this community of unity on the bay. And I'm going to invite them forward this morning so that you can bless them because they're your representatives. And they are most deserving, I assure you, of that blessing. So I'm going to ask each one to come forward. Carmel is going to present them with a flower, which is a gift, uh, symbolic of our love. Carmel is the coordinator of our prayer ministry and pastoral care ministry, if you don't know her. And I appreciate your help this morning. Thanks for being here. So please hold your applause until all of these friends come forward. And then will bless them and celebrate them together. Achilles Belesta. Deborah Billings. Sandra Tagle. Laura Thazine. Tony Avalis, our secretary, our treasurer, Dr. Mary McHenry, our vice president, John Irvin, and the president of the Board of Trustees of Unity on the Bay, Eddie Dominguez. And I'll tell you what, my friends, this is a powerful spiritual community. Amen? Amen? And you're looking at some very powerful spiritual beings. They'll probably never tell you that to your face because with that power has come a great sense of humility. But I am deeply, deeply grateful for each and every one of them because I know the level of their loyalty and love of this spiritual community and what they make possible. So please join me now in taking this opportunity to close your eyes and open your heart and your mind to the presence and the power of God as we behold each one of these individuals in the light of God and seeing them drawn together toward this divine appointment. Each of them has received a call and has answered affirmatively to stand in the strength of God and the power and presence of God in representing the greatness of this community and allowing Unity on the Bay to continue throughout the years to shine brightly as a light of spiritual significance for all the city of Miami, the state of Florida, our country, and far beyond. For such is the light that is magnified by the potency of spiritual community. 
We bless each one of you as you are blessing us. And we are grateful that for all you give, the universe extends fully and freely to you. Harmony in all relationships, peace of mind, wealth in all of your activities, and love beyond compare. We bless and thank each of you for being a light unto us and a light unto the world. And this we pray in the name, in the nature, and through the power of the Christ presence that you are, that we are, that all is. Thank you, God, and amen. We love you. One of the greatest joys of my life is working with those people, and I give thanks for each and every one of them. You may know that in a few days we are going to be visited by somebody of relatively popular stature in the spiritual community, but even far beyond that, I'd be speaking of none other than Deepak Chopra. If you don't have your tickets, they are going fast. I suggest you get them today because the event is taking place on Tuesday, May 5th. It's just a hop, skip, and a jump away. And I say this for a couple of reasons, because number one, of course, Deepak, most of you probably know, has been a huge voice, not only in the spiritual community and the New Age uh, community, New Thought community, but far beyond that, because he brings a scientific approach and understanding that has allowed his message to be heard by words of people who will never walk into a Unity Church or who will never hear the message that he offers through any other means. And so it's a great blessing that he's coming here and that he's continuing to serve the world in this way. And it's also significant because you may have realized by now that it was over a year ago that Unity on the Bay, as a spiritual community, made a great commitment to establishing ourselves as a premier spiritual center that would draw these kinds of voices to be heard by the people of Miami. And so we've had tremendous uh, fortune with that. Um, we put the word out there, and we've had wonderful names like Byron Katie. Last year, we had Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. We've had Neil Donald Walsh this year. But the situation with um, Deepak Chopra is so interesting to me because we did not do a thing. We didn't lift a finger to get this wonderful man to come here to Unity on the Bay. We just received a phone call. Actually, Alina down here was the one that received the phone call one day from his agent. And she said, Deepak wants to come to Unity on the Bay. And I thought, whoa, 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 that's awesome. <laughs> so word is getting out about you, in case you didn't know that. And he will be here on Tuesday evening, May 5th. So in anticipation of that, today I thought I would share with you what Deepak Chopra, a man who has had tremendous influence around the world, in the world today, um, refers to as the seven spiritual laws of success. And he's written a book by this title, but more importantly, he's actually employed these seven laws as the laws out of which he lives his life. Um, and I think he would encourage you to consider accepting the same laws this morning. Seven laws there are, and they begin with the law of pure potentiality, the law of pure potentiality. 
In Unity, you know, we teach you every Sunday that there is an unmanifest reality or an unmanifest world that lies behind the world that you perceive with your five senses. Eckhart Tolle refers to this as the unmanifest realm, okay? It's the realm of invisible energy, and it is only through the power of our minds that we begin to draw through the power of thoughts into expression our particular experience of reality. But ultimate reality is not about your five senses, and it's not about physicality or materiality. It's an invisible and quite mysterious realm. And Deepak suggests through the law of pure potentiality that you can step into this realm and by so doing experience effortlessly, I might add, tremendous changes in your life. And he says the way to do this is through meditation, through contemplation, and you know all this from being in the unity center such as this, and through nature. And you say, why nature? Well, nature, nature doesn't have the kind of patterns of resistance and the thoughts of separation that you and me have. Nature sort of operates within an understanding, a realization of the way that life flows. You and me as human beings, we get in and we want it to go this way and we exert control and so forth. In the realm of pure potentiality, you're not trying to do anything, you're just trying to be. And Deepak actually gives you a harder assignment than I normally give you on a Sunday. I'll always tell you to devote at least 30 minutes a day toward quiet contemplation, reflection, and prayer. Deepak says, no, you got to do it twice a day. Once when you get up in the morning and once before you go to sleep at night. It's simply a commitment on your part to visit this realm of pure potentiality, the unmanifest realm, on a regular basis. And the reason for doing that is, through the most effortless act on your part, I'm simply here, and I'm simply allowing myself to be immersed in this realm of pure potentiality. By simply spending time there, you become familiar with it, and you start to recognize it's your natural environment. All your life, you've been told that you're a physical body, you're a mind full of thoughts, and you've got lots of feelings, and that's what you are. But the realm of pure potentiality reminds you that you're something much greater than that. So you need to visit that on a regular basis by getting out of the realm of thought, even out of the realm of feeling, and certainly out of the realm of the five senses, which seems to be all-consuming, and you stand in this space of pure potentiality. No less than two times a day, 30 minutes each, according to Deepak. The next spiritual law of success is the law of giving, and that is the idea of giving and receiving the gifts of life and blessing everybody and everything that you meet. You see, life in its purest form is a constant exchange. You're always giving, always receiving. When that doesn't seem to be happening, it's only because you have put your foot on the garden hose, thus allowing the water not to run freely. Now, during the course of the past year since I've been a resident of our little community here, Edgewater, living across the street, I spend almost every morning walking in Margaret Pace Park. How many of you are familiar with Margaret Pace Park? It's a beautiful park right on the bay. And let me tell you, you will meet in that park every conceivable form of human being that you can possibly imagine. And some of them will thrill you, some of them will freak you out, and some of them you'll want to run in panic. But they're all out there. And when I first started doing this, I was always a little, oh, that's very interesting. I've never seen that. Oh, look at this, you know. Just observing the varieties of humanity is a wonderful preoccupation. But then one day it occurred to me that I was out there for more than just trying to keep my physical health about me and my waistline. 
I was out there because I was intended to bless every single person that I encountered. Whether they appeared to be quite wealthy from one of the nicer residents around the community here or whether they had spent the night under a picnic table, it didn't matter. I was there to bless them. So then I began to preoccupy myself while walking as fast as I could. Every individual that I encountered, I would send the vibration and the energy of my blessing to. And I really believe, my friends, that there's not a single person in your life that ever shows up that is not there, but that you are intended to extend a blessing to them. Don't think for a minute that we're just bumping into each other like those old vibrating football games that we used to have when we were kids. It's not that way. There's an orchestration to this. Everybody that comes across your path is there for a reason. You need to bless them, and they need to bless you. And you'll be amazed at how much more quickly they will bless you if you bless them first. And that even includes the ones that you find totally repulsive. You've got to walk right up and say, I bless. Well, you don't have to say it to their faces because that can freak people out. So just say it to yourself, all right? I bless you. Holy child of God, I bless you. And they will feel that blessing. They won't know what hit them, but they'll feel it because this is the way it works. Always bless everyone and everything in your entire realm of influence. And then always look for opportunities to give, especially when you don't think you have anything to give. Because I've told you many times, you can give a smile, you can send a good thought, you can give a compliment. Even if you don't see anything to compliment, you can make one up. Because compliments are wonderful to receive. The next is the law of cause and effect. While I was in New York City at this conference, a woman walks up to me, and I like my space, okay? Um, and I realize some people don't really register boundaries very well, but she walks up to me, pulls my shirt toward her, and slips this card in my pocket. So right away I'm going, I think that was just a little too close, and I'm really not sure that that was appropriate. <laughs> You could have just handed me the card, but no, she has to slide it personally into my pocket. So with a certain level of resistance, I took the card out and I thought, oh, you know, what is this? And then I realized why she had put it in my pocket where I couldn't escape it. It's a little card that says the four decisions on it. And let me share with you these four decisions. The first decision is to pause, to stop in this moment, okay? First decision, pause. Second decision, step back. The decision to get out of my own way. Third decision, step aside. The decision to invite inspiration within to support me. Fourth decision is to let inspiration guide. The decision to choose my inspired mind and follow the peace and wisdom of inspiration. My friends, most of us are familiar with the law of karma, and some of us are deathly afraid of it. Because we believe that everything we've done wrong in our life is going to bounce back in our faces because we've generated bad karma and it's inescapable. The way to escape karma, my friends, is to never again make a decision on your own. Because your decisions are potentially fallible. Your decisions kind of conceivably hurt other people or yourself. Your decisions can generate bad karma. But when you follow these four steps and you stop making decisions on your own. Instead, you believe that you have within you the capacity of divine mind, and you work in partnership with that to make your decisions. You don't have to worry about karma again because you know you've made the decision out of the highest and the best within you. And I'll tell you this, the highest and best within you will never intentionally want to hurt or harm yourself or anybody. So you can walk in confidence by ceasing the activity of making your own decisions and blessing every adversity.
Bless every adversity. I've said this so many times that I know you're going to say, not again, but I have to say it again. The moment some adversity or adversary shows up in your mind or in your life or in your existence somehow, say, walk right up to it and say, thank you. And you say, that's the most ridiculous advice anybody has ever given me. This guy is a you-know-what. And I'm not going to walk up to him and say thank you. Let me tell you something, my friends. Everybody in your world is here to bless you. And the sooner that you can say thank you is the sooner that that seeming adversity or adversary will reveal itself as a great gift in your life. But if you go running away, oh, I was just awful. I don't want this person in my life. You know, well, fine. Someone else will come along. Amen? Another adversary will come along, and you'll keep bumping into adversaries until you're finally tired of it, and you'll finally say, okay, thank you. <laughs> the law of least effort. You've heard this many times, too. And I want to throw in here at this point that the magnificent and highly spiritual message of Deepak Chopra is not really Deepak Chopra's message. I think he probably would tell you the same thing. He's a great spokesperson for it, but the message is the very same message that prompted the co-founders of Unity more than 125 years ago to start this worldwide Unity movement that we enjoy today. They wanted to communicate spiritual principles that could change people's lives. They did not give a you-know-what as to whether or not those principles reached humanity under the banner of Unity or not. They wanted to get the ideas out there. They weren't about themselves, and they weren't about the unity movement. And I can tell you this, my friends. I know the unity movement has played a critical and beautiful role in getting these principles out into the minds of the masses in the world today. And it really doesn't matter whether they're walking into a unity church every morning or not. What matters is that they got it, and they're trying to live out of it. So this is the one you've heard before. That which I resist will persist. So stop resisting. I know it's a natural kind of way of living sometimes, or so it seems. And instead, recognize that you and your spiritual genius have created everything on the panorama of your life this morning. Did you know that? You're not a victim of anybody or anything. You've created all this out of pure spiritual genius. And whatever is happening to you in your life, no matter how seemingly unfortunate it may be, it is there to propel you onto the next step of your journey in spiritual awakening. And one of the most important things that you can employ in this process is to stop being so defensive. <gasps> Me? I'm not defensive. No, you got it wrong. I'm not defensive. Okay, maybe you're not out there punching other people down. But think about when was the last time that something happened to you and like a knee-jerk reaction, you just all of a sudden flinched and you felt this little barrier go up where you, were, you found yourself kind of pushing. That's resistance, my friends. It doesn't, have to be, it doesn't have to be demonstrative, greatly demonstrative. It can be a little tiny, oh, I didn't like that. Anytime you find yourself defending anything, realize this, my friends. Nothing needs defense except that which is weak. So if you're defending something, take a look at it. If it's strong, if it's healthy, if it's supporting you, others in the world, it's not going to need your defense. So be very mindful of your defensiveness. We all experience it. Next is the law of intention and desire. And I invite you to just look around the room this morning. 
to the closest patch of carpeting that you can find. Um, was it six years ago, John? John Irvin, seven years ago, our vice president had a vision of a new floor in this place, a new rug on the floor. It didn't come right away, but he was patient, he was persistent, the resources gathered themselves, and you're sitting in this room this morning with a brand new rug on the floor because of the law of intention. And it works the same in your life. You can hold anything in consciousness, and the power of your consciousness will begin to draw it forth. Take time to know what you want. Be very, very clear on what it is that you want this morning, my friends. But don't be the least bit concerned about how it's going to come about. Because how it manifests is none of your business. That you leave up to the universe and trust the universe. Next is the law of detachment. Focus on solutions and not problems. There's a natural tendency on all of our parts to hook ourselves onto problems and fail to see the reality that every problem has a solution. And the bigger the problem, the greater the solution. And the solution always comes with the problem. It's just that if you're so busy looking at the problem, you're not going to be able to see the solution, right? Next, embrace uncertainty and have fun. Now, I had an exercise while I was in New York City, actually the first night that I was there, which was a week ago last Thursday. And a very odd thing about this conference is that they decided not to release the program of events until the morning the conference began, which wasn't Thursday night, but Friday morning. So it made it impossible for me to schedule my weekend, which I found to be highly offensive. And in, my, in the back of my mind, though I would not admit it to you, I had thoughts running around, well, the least these people could do, I've flown all the way to New York City, the least they could do is let me know what the program is so I can work my other activities around it, and so that I don't miss anything that's important to me. And so I was having this inner dialogue with people that put the conference together whom I don't even know, but it forced me to live in the moment. So the plane arrived, 4.30 or 5 o'clock, arrived at the airport, checked in, put my things away, went downstairs, got a telephone call from a friend's mother's sister who was a 40-year veteran on Broadway, and she said, I'm eating a hamburger down at Five Guys two blocks away. We will meet you in the lobby of the hotel and take you to see Kinky Boots. Now, I got to tell you this, Kinky Boots is the last show I ever would have considered seeing on Broadway, <laughs> for reasons some of which may be obvious and others maybe not. But I didn't have time to think about it. They were in the lobby. They whisked us over to the TKTS outlet. We got 50% off on tickets for a show that was supposed to begin in less than 30 minutes, and we were still getting the tickets at that point in time. Like private tour guides, they ushered us over because they knew every square inch of the city. We were in the theater at exactly 7 o'clock, and the curtain opens on kinky boots. And I got to tell you, my friends, this performance was one of the most amazing stage presentations I have ever seen. It was based on things that would only be understandable to people that attend Unity on the Bay, so I won't even go there. <laughs> But a beautiful message about harmony, acceptance, embracing differences, and working together as one body in unity. And I was more deeply touched by that show than anything I've ever seen on a stage before. That, I am certain, would not have happened had I been in control. You see, something else, I'll admit, it was forced. I didn't invite it. I had no choice. 
but I followed it nonetheless, and what a wonderful evening I had, and the whole weekend went on that way, to be one unexpected amazing thing after another. By the way, I was standing at the 9-11 memorial having a deeply moving moment, and this is the way Unity on the Bay is. We are international in scope. All of a sudden, I hear a voice, sir, sir, and the person next to me wraps me on the shoulder and says, I think they're trying to get your attention. So I turn around and they say, aren't you the minister of Unity on the Bay in Miami? You're my pastor. And I thought, well, let's just thank God that I was standing at the 9-11 memorial and not engaged in any other activities at the moment. Well, you know, New York can be that way. <laughs> so finally, the seventh and final law of life. The law of dharma or purpose. Be aware of your spirit. You know, most of us, my friends, we're quite aware of our bodies. We're quite aware of the thoughts we're thinking. We're quite aware of our emotions. But very few of us maintain constant awareness of ourselves as spirit in manifest form. Be aware of your spirit and then trust that in the awareness of your spirit, you will begin to identify with certain talents, capacities within you that nobody else on the planet can ever hold. You see, you were delivered here, like to this room, to this planet, to this experience, with a treasure chest of contributions, gifts, that nobody else can bring. When you remember that your spirit, you're like opening the door so that you can bring those talents into form and manifestation. Identify them first. These are my gifts to give. No one else can give them, or at least they can't give them in the same way that I can give them. So you have a contribution. You have a purpose. You have dharma for your life. And then what do you do with those gifts? Every morning when you get up, two things to say. The first thing is, thank you because you're here. And the second thing is, whom may I serve? Say that with me. Whom may I serve? Because I tell you this, my friends, not only do you have gifts that nobody else in the universe can give but you, but you also have being brought into your life individuals that specifically need the gifts that you can offer. Do you think for a moment that a universe so exquisitely designed as to orchestrate so many galaxies, and beyond that, an entire cosmos would for a moment leave you out? Everything you encounter is exactly what you need when you need it. We've got to start trusting, if not God, trust the universe and the makeup of the universe. And then realize this, your experience of divine reality, understanding that divine reality is that right now in this moment you are God's perfect creation, and you are dwelling in the kingdom of God. That's the reality. But it may not be your experience. And that's because your experience of reality is always dictated by the laws that you are holding as being true. These seven spiritual laws may not be your seven spiritual laws. You can pick and choose. But take a look at the laws by which you're living your life. And if any of those laws contain lies, consider the possibility of letting them go. If they don't resonate in your heart... And every time one of those laws comes along and you feel it in your gut and you know it in your heart, this is my spiritual truth, then you proclaim it, not by shouting and standing up in front of all these people like I do every Sunday, but by living your life. 
through your actions, through your deeds, through your relationships, through the manner in which you're blessed with abundance, through the harmony that you feel in your life, and whatever it is that you're extending through the blessing of your existence. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay, a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.